Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich. It is a 3-1 final here tonight. The Edmonton Oilers uh, come into Calgary and win for the second time this season head-to-head. -head, uh, second of four meetings between these two teams. And uh, really a first period that uh, was highly one-sided. And uh, the Calgary Flames found a way to get out of it, trailing just one nothing. They fight their way back, but uh, inevitably fall short. Thanks to the third period here tonight. Uh, maybe just your perspective first, Dietz, on... Uh, on what you saw here tonight? Well, first and foremost, that's the second straight night. We've seen some pretty exceptional goaltending from Dan Vladar because, as you yeah. mentioned, without him in that first period, uh, maybe we're looking at a bit of a different hockey game tonight. But, um, he, you know, he did give them the saves. They did survive that first period, down only one, uh, and then started to turn it in the second period, which I thought was a credit to them because things could have gotten out of hand. They didn't. They get that early goal from Mackenzie Wieger. And from that point on, it was a fairly even hockey game. So it's in a way a shame that it turned early in that third period on a bit of a fortuitous one for the yeah. Oilers. But uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. And uh, on this night anyway, not enough to claw back and, uh, you know, get another one of those comeback victories. Yeah, and even just, uh, you know, obviously there's a few different storylines we'll get through uh, throughout the post-game show, but yeah. just, um, you know, hear from Blake Coleman and talk a little bit about feeling like maybe after the second period they'd started to stem that, stem that momentum just a little bit, generate yeah. a little bit more, give up a little bit less. Um, and then, yeah, the balance in the third period. <laughs> and we'll show it here in just a moment, but just, uh, you know, we, we build these games up, you know, in terms of the Battle of Alberta and, really the Leafs on Thursday night uh you know two games that have kind of lived up to it unfortunately on sure. the home side it's just fallen a little bit short yeah yeah living up to it first off the crowd that's uh, that's what Saturday night right in the battle the of Alberta drop, yeah. is all about so yeah, props to the crowd yeah. so, so that's good and I, I like the point that you made there it wasn't just about what the Flames were creating is what they were giving up and what they were leaving so yeah. it was a matter in that first period we talked about you know the chances against were there were too many, and the, the quality of them is not something you want to see your team do. Um, but it was the frequency of them. It was one and after the next, and just a little bit sloppy through the neutral zone, which I think was a bit of a carryover from what we saw out of the Flames against the Leafs the other night. But as Blake said, they started to stem it. They gave up less. That, in turn, starts to kick start a little bit of the offense yeah. anyway. Um, and once you're cleaner through the neutral zone, things tend to come a little bit easier for you. Well, let's, uh, let's go over the goals. There weren't many of them, just three all told, and yeah. uh, one goes into the empty net. But uh, here's how it started. And it goes back all the way to the first period and uh, about five minutes into this hockey game. And uh, here's an opportunity, actually, uh, really off the rush, one of the many in that first. This one is the uh, one that finds the back of the net. Yeah, first off, a real nice take from Warren Fogel at the blue line. But then he makes that quick little pass here. A little bit of help from Dennis Gilbert, too, but that's a really nice take from Ryan McLeod through the legs. And again, it's one of the, I think we counted four breakaways in that first period. Dan Vladar couldn't stop them all. Nine on the season for McLeod, about five minutes left in that first period after he'd made so many good saves. And it was one nothing after one. To the second period we go, here's the answer. And uh, this one, you can see it's early in the period and it's Blake Coleman, just the nice patience to find a driving Mackenzie Wieger through the middle. Wieger starts it and finishes it, knocks it down in the defensive zone, and this is what you love to see. I thought he was excellent tonight, by the way, engaging in the rush, getting his feet moving. He makes that pass to Coleman, and look at that sauce from Blake Coleman. Lands it flat for Wieger, he goes upstairs, and I think at that point the building comes alive, and the team started to come alive too. 
Career-high 10 goals for Mackenzie Wieger, who continues to build on his highly offensive season. 2-1-1 uh, at that point. Here's the 2-1 goal, though, and follow the bouncing puck. This thing hits, well, three people for sure, but we think maybe four different parts to find the back of the net. Take a look. Ah. You got the counter ready? Like, well, there's one for sure off the stick <laughs> of Rasmus, and then I think it maybe catches his Bladar body. twice at some point. There. I mean, it's Vladar's glove and Uyghur's body. That's a frustrating one, too, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, you don't want to give up a play like that, but Flames are in good position. You like the way Rasmus Anderson's defending it. You really do everything right, and you get punished for it. Yeah, a real tough break, and then obviously the empty netter here, and uh, that's the wraparound from Zach Hyman. He's 27th of the season, actually 28th. He had 27 coming in since tonight, 28th goal of the year, so... So for Hyman, uh, puts this game on ice and the Oilers win 3-1. But, uh, you know, as mentioned, uh, we, we don't see it in the goals pack, but maybe just as before, we'll, we'll hear from Blake Coleman here in just a moment. But um, before we do that, let's just look at some of the chances in the third. I think, yeah. you know, that's after obviously they get that goal, you need some type of response. And, you know, I think as the latter part of the third period wore on, there was probably less of them. Uh, but earlier in the third, it seemed like there were some pretty good looks for the Calgary Flames, and we'll take a look at a few of them here. Yeah, there were a couple of lines that were going for them in this game, too, and you see, and so speaking of Mackenzie Wieger, just following up on that, again, getting active in the rush here. Um, but this is uh, Matt Coronado getting involved, too, and I love to see that because without Martin Pospisil in the lineup, he stepped up. I thought he fit in very nicely with Nazem Kadri and Connor Zeri. Um, and the top line, too, which is what you would expect to see in a game like this. You need your stars to step up. But, you know, Brendan, I really thought in this situation it felt like one of those nights where you weren't getting a ton of chances and it felt like everyone that was missed felt like it was going to come back to bite you and yeah, in this case it yeah. did yeah and and full marks to Stuart Skinner uh nine I think 10th consecutive win uh yeah. in net for the Edmonton Oilers so uh he obviously did his part uh, in the victory as well as we saw in that third period pack uh, all right let's go inside the locker room let's get some reaction from tonight's 3-1 loss and hear from uh, the guy that set up the lone flames goal Blake Coleman Moral victories at this point in the season, I think. You know, it wasn't a good first. Um, you know, we did have a good response, evened it up, and then um, just didn't generate, didn't make life hard enough on uh, on their goalie, in my opinion. Is there anything else you guys can do to generate more offense when you're down a goal? That, that goal? No, I mean, we've done it all year. We just didn't have that, uh, that next level tonight. Um, I, got, I don't have much of an answer for it. Uh, yeah, it's it's two in a row, and it's you know a team that you know, we uh, we need to start beating. It's just getting old. Has that happened? Then these teams that have these stars, how do you guys begin to start beating them? Just play our game. You know, we just we weren't as uh, crisp offensively with the puck. We were giving pucks away. We weren't hard enough in the ozone, hard enough in one-on-one -on -one battles. No secret recipe. We just didn't have that swagger. So it's frustrating losing Edmonton. Radios happen. Twice. It's frustrating losing in general. Yeah, I mean, doesn't matter the opponent. It's uh, you know, we keep giving ourselves these great opportunities to to make a push and go on these runs, and then we take two steps back, and it's you know, it's getting it's getting down to it where we can't have these setbacks. That's the goal. You know, it's one at a time. We need to win the next game. We need to get off this uh, little skid we're on. And, um, yeah, so our focus goes to the next game and win that, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Blake. 
All right, uh, yeah, the focus will shift uh, quickly to the next game. Obviously, a couple of days yeah. in between here, uh, six-game homestand. It's been spaced out pretty nicely here for the Calgary Flames, but uh, dropping back-to-back. -back. Uh, we'll get to Mackenzie Weger in just a moment. Uh, he'll step in behind the microphones. Uh, but first, I mean, it, we talked about it off the top, Dan Vladar. Um, Blake said, first period not good enough, didn't like it. Uh, puck management may be a problem, but I think what it really created was odd man rushes and, oh. and, and chance uh, open opportunities. And Dan Vladar was sensational. Yeah, it's no exaggeration. We said off the top, this game could have gotten out of hand very quickly. I mean, I looked at the stat sheet at one point, I think it was 7 nothing high dangers for the Oilers, 9 nothing scoring chances. Possession, you're looking at 90% plus for them at that point. Um, and again, to their credit, the Flames did start yeah. to fight back and make it a bit of a saw-off. But, you know, we're talking about four breakaways, a two-on-one. Matthias Ekholm had a couple of point-blank looks at this point, too. And, you know, we watched some of these stops. And, you know, th this is... We were joking about it. This is honestly a couple of games worth, if not a couple of weeks worth, of highlight reel material from, from Vladdy Boy here. So, um, you know, staring down guys like Warren Fogel, Connor McDavid using his speed as he's known to do, he's sometimes pretty automatic on a lot of those chances too. So to come up with these types of saves, and this is the key right here, Connor Brown. That might be yeah. the finest save we've seen from Vladar in his entire Flames career. So gets the cheater on it, stretches out. Again, we talked about carryovers. That's a carryover from that third period, especially against the Leafs the other night. And it's good to see because, uh, you know, unfortunately the result didn't come for the Flames tonight, but without Jacob Markstrom, still, you know, getting closer, but dealing with that injury of his, yeah. uh, they've had a guy step in and play as good as we've seen him in this sweater. Yeah, no, qu no question. And uh, you look at the third period of Thursday night against Toronto and then leading into the first period, and there was probably upwards of 10, 10 oh, bell saves easy. <laughs> in those two periods alone. And uh, luckily didn't have to make as many as the second and third period yeah. went along. And uh, things quieted down in terms of those rush chances. All right, let's go back inside the locker room. Let's hear now from uh, defenseman Mackenzie Weger. There was a lot. Um, just thought we got out-competed, you know. Awareness was limited. There wasn't much urgency in that first period. Body stood on his head. <clears throat> you know, Battle of Alberta, there wasn't much of a battle tonight from us. How, how do you explain that tonight? You know, I thought, you know, it's a big game, Battle of Alberta. I thought we were going to, you know, come out a little harder than that and maybe throw some hits, mix it up a bit. Um, you know, including myself, this is, you know, I'm speaking for myself and the whole team here, but, you know, I just, I thought there would have been a little bit more pride there from us. Um, you know, that's a big game, you know, they're coming into, you know, our territory, our city, you know, I thought, you know, we would have a little bit more juice there. There were some good things, of course, you know, I thought we had a bit of a pushback there, but, um, you know, for the most part, just felt like they were winning the battles, you know, just, that's kind of how I saw it. Is that understanding, you know, the excitement that surrounded this yeah. game and, and the rivalry, like, is it concerning to be lacking that juice tonight? No, you know, it's, you know, I've never doubted this group. Um, you know, we faced a lot of adversity. We've talked about it before. Um, you know, we got to learn from it. We play them again next month. Um, you know, I expect a you know a better response um, next month. But you know, right now, you know, that should sting a bit. Uh, you know, I need a sense of pride. You know, the guys that have been here a long time, like Bax, I'm sure, um, you know, has a little bit more hatred for those battles, and we got to find that same that, you know, that little fire in the belly there. You feel for a guy like Blatty who had a pretty good game and then loses on that, that shot? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's tough, you know. There's bounces, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I won't speak on our ice, but um, it, it's tough. You know, that's one we got to pull for Vladdy. Um, 
you know, he played an outstanding game. He made some huge saves for us, and, you know, that kind of sucks, you know, for a team. We couldn't bail him out. That's, that's when we got to bail him out and win that game. Did, uh, did the second period feel different for you guys? It seemed like you, you tidied things up. Yeah, yeah. You know, second period was a good period for us. Thought we put them on their heels a bit. Uh, you know, we were forechecking hard, getting pucks back. You know, getting generating some offense, some chances, moving the puck quick. Um, you know, in the first period or in the third period, uh, we were just we're kind of chasing it a little bit there. But um, you know, I just wanted a little bit more from from everybody tonight. Well, it's a little bit like a shoots and ladders game, like you get going and then. Yeah, we got to find that momentum, that consistency from, you know, the whole lineup. You know, if you know maybe one one line doesn't have a good shift, you know, the other line jumps out and you know gets that momentum back. But you know, there's ups and flows through that whole game. It's the NHL. There's momentum swings, um, you know, all the time. But um, yeah. I meant on your season, like you oh. had three above and then yeah. two. And like it's been a, you yeah, for sure. You've got to get yeah, further. yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, we've dropped two. Um, that that's tough, you know, especially with this wild card race. There's a lot of teams right now, um, but we, you know, we've done a good job moving moving forward. Uh, now we look at, you know, another team coming in here. We need we need the two points and getting back, uh, you know, in the win call. I know it's one game at the time, but I mean, there's three games before the break. Does it feel like you guys need to win all three of them? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's no time for us to, you know, keep losing. We, we got to get as many wins as we can from here to the end of the season. It's going to be a tight race. What's a, is it like? It seems like the, the effort level for the script at times you come up flat. You have a great start. Like, what's the reason for that inconsistency in, in the starts and, and coming out? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to look back on other games or, or whatnot. But maybe tonight, you know, I would just say maybe we gave him a little too much respect in the first period. Um, you know, that's the only way I could really describe that first period. But um, you know, the inconsistency. Here and there, there's good players on other teams. We got to get the momentum back. It's it's little things like that. But um, you know, I, I like I said, I've never doubted this group. It's a great group in here. Um, you know, and we'll bounce back. Okay, thanks, Weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. thanks. All right, uh, good stuff there from Mackenzie Weger on um, really just kind of a more of a summation in terms of uh, what he saw from his group, but uh, specific to the Battle of Alberta. He's one of the emotional leaders on this hockey team. I think you and I both agree with that, just getting to know him over the last couple of years. And he wears his heart on his sleeve, so not a lot of mincing of words there. And, you know, the thing about McKenzie that you can really appreciate, too, is, you know, those are some some bold comments. But you look at the stat sheet, on a night when your team puts up 27 shots from the blue line, he has six of them. And we saw throughout that highlight pack factoring into a lot of those plays that led to some of the Flames' best looks offensively, too. So this is a guy that backs it up. You know, when he talks about big games and needing to bring the fire, he's a guy that constantly does. And, you know, that's the encouraging sign for me, too, because on a night where he says maybe they didn't have that from everybody, he's the type of guy that tries to fix that for the next one and instill some of the belief and the confidence and the intensity that you you need and certainly are going to need on Tuesday when they get back on the ice. Well said. Uh, all right, let's go uh, here once again. Another guy who brought it here tonight is uh, the goaltender. First star and uh, 30 saves in a losing cause tonight here is uh, Dan Vladar. And what did you see or what happened on, on the winning goal? Just a bad bounce. I mean, it's frustrating for me, you know, like uh, lately, like every single game, I'm just getting bad bounces. And, you know, sometimes we uh, get, the, get the win and today is just, you know, deciding goal. So obviously frustrating for me. I'm, I'm assuming otherwise you felt pretty good in there. You look in, in command. Yeah, but I mean, it's 2-1 game. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's 8-1 or 2-1 or one nothing. It's... 
still allows for us, and uh, you know I think we deserve at least one point. Do you are those unlucky bounces like are they even harder to digest when you feel like you can play your ass off? It's just part of the game, I guess, right? Like I just gotta trust my process and do everything I can to uh, not not letting those the, those in, and uh, you know just I don't know pray for not not that. You good? Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Flames Post Game Live, it's brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich. Just heard from uh, Dan Vladar, who uh, obviously a little uh, disappointed in the way that uh, this one finishes, in specific to uh, the bounce that ends up being the difference in this hockey game. Uh, a 1-1 game then becomes a 2-1 game and then becomes a loss. Let's go now and uh, to the coach's podium and hear from the head coach. Here's uh, Ryan Huska now, post game. I guess sort of level or intensity tonight how, how would you measure that part of it not not for me I mean the first period I thought we did a little too much watching um, after the first period I, th I thought we played hard you know how heartbreaking is it to have a, a game decided a little bit by by a fluky goal yeah that's the part that stings a little bit that's a tough one you know um, Vladdy made a lot of great saves tonight and uh, you know sometimes when a team is rolling the way they are you're gonna get bounces like that and you know, unfortunately, that one went against us tonight, but it, that that kind of makes the the loss a little sting a little bit more for sure. Kind of hurt for Dan on a in a case like that, don't you? Like he he makes a ton of saves for you, and then yeah. that's the one that kind of decides it. Yeah, and that's that's the game sometimes, though. But you you can't fault him at all. I thought he was excellent tonight. Really what do you think with the big difference between your your group between the first and the second periods? Uh, we started to skate and. Like I said, we I thought we we did a little bit too much watching and, and seeing how things were going to go in the first period, and then I thought we started to skate and, and compete harder in the second third. When, when your team is coming back from games that you've done a lot of this season, like what are you doing in those games that maybe you haven't the past couple of games? I don't even know how to answer that question. Like, it was, they were competitive tonight at the end of the game, so I, I don't I'm not sure. We're happy with the way you uh, contained Sidel and McDavid. That's you know that's the other thing when you lose and you keep them off the score sheet, it's a tough one. So I th I thought uh, Michael Backlund's line did an excellent job tonight. Uh, Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin did an excellent job tonight um, with some of the heavy lifting that they they played against McDavid's line for sure. What do you do when you you've got a team that you know, they they climb they climb they get three above yeah. 500 then drop two like what do you do to spirits up those kind of things. Um, yeah, you lose the game, you turn the page, you, you get ready for the next game that we do have coming up on Tuesday. That's what it's about. I mean, you're never going to be straight up, ever. Um, the key is that you have to flatten out the peaks and valleys. So it's important for us to make sure we have a good rest day tomorrow, and then we have a really good practice on Monday, and then we're all prepared and ready to go for the next one. What did you notice? Adam Clapp got there, threw some hits. It uh, was physical. What, what did you see? From uh, Clapper? Yeah. I, I thought he played well. For his first game, yeah, he made some plays on the wall too. Um, he, he looked good for his first game. What did you think of Coronado? Uh, I, I thought I thought they they struggled a little bit that line tonight. From the, <clears throat> the version of the Oilers you saw back at uh, the outdoor game, yeah. uh, is, 
Is that a team that's giving up far less? Is that something you saw again tonight? Oh, yeah, for sure they are. I mean, it, I think if you look over the last 10 games, I think they haven't given up more than two, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they are. A lot of it is the that they have the puck a fair bit. Um, but like I said, this uh, was a one where I felt like we could have um, a bounce here or there could have went our way too tonight. Okay, thank you guys. More the recovery day at 10.30. All right, uh, there is the head coach of the Calgary Flames, uh, Ryan Huska, and uh, talked a little bit about, um, you know, it's not something we didn't even mention. With there were obviously chances when we showed the Vladar saves, but uh, you do hold uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid off the score sheet, and yet uh, you're still staring at a loss. But uh, mentioned a couple of guys who were instrumental in that. There were some really good plays where, you know, they always talk about defending as a five. Five-man unit. Obviously, Michael Backlund's line gets a big, uh, yeah. big chunk of those heavy minutes. Um, but Chris Tanev had uh, had a pretty big hand in it in uh, in his in his spot down uh, on the blue line as well. Oh, as he always does, yeah. seemingly. But yeah. you know, and to your point about uh, Michael Backlund having a, a big effect, Chris Tanev falls into the category too. And you know, when you're talking about defending top players like this, especially ones with the the speed that Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle have. It's all about your positioning and your IQ and your awareness of what's happening around you. You've got to stay in front of these guys, and you see how he boxes out a guy like Zach Hyman so well. This is a two-on-one play. That could be a backdoor tap pretty easily. But yeah. look, every one of these plays that we're seeing here, he's in front of Connor McDavid. Seal him off from the puck. Make it difficult for them. Have him forced to have to skate through you and make plays, and that's not easy to do. And, you know, make him play along the wall as well in his defensive zone sometimes, or even there, you know, not able to make clean plays. And, you know, yeah. you start to disrupt a little bit of the offense that way. You're gonna, I'm not going to say you're going to sit there and frustrate those guys, but making life difficult on them. And hopefully, too, as we started to see later in this game, too, you start playing those guys tougher in your own end. You start to break the puck out a little bit cleaner and generate yeah. your own speed through the neutral zone, which is, I think, where this game started to turn a little bit. It just, uh, I mean, we'll obviously wrap things up here on the postgame show, uh, but should mention, you know, it's a big moment. Uh, I think I said the, it's, it's a big moment for the big man. Uh, <laughs> his first NHL game here tonight, Adam Klopp. I think he only plays, you know, roughly just minutes, over yeah. six minutes. But, um, you know, I, I, not to dim diminish the, the fact that uh, this has a lot riding on it because uh, his family gets in. Obviously, his parents are there to watch it. And we saw that uh, emotion prior to the game. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a big deal for a guy to make his NHL debut. I love that. As soon as he comes out of the tunnel, what does he do? He looks up. you got to take that in and, and soak it all into it. And you said it. A great moment, too. His whole family was here. Uh, a few tears from, from Mama Bear, the two, which was great to see. And um, some praise a little bit, too, from the head coach. Six minutes just north of that, led the team four hits. I mean, that's what you would expect to see out of a guy yeah. who's, what was your stat the other night? Tied for the tallest in the NHL at yeah, six yeah. foot eight. So that's yeah. not too bad, imposing your will a little bit. Well, and it's one of those games where, uh, you know, you look at it and there's really no better game in terms of making your yeah. NHL debut in terms of atmosphere and uh, and obviously the rivalry. But it's also tough that uh, when you're playing in a one-one game or a 2-1 game and yeah. you're trying to find some offense, it might not spread uh, the minutes quite around as much. Uh, either way, he gets uh, in for his first one and uh, uh, likely because of what you said, maybe earned uh, another opportunity here down the road as well. Yeah, I think definitely. And it'll be interesting too now you've, I wouldn't say the excitement has worn off a little bit, but maybe mm. the energy of that first game is out of the way. Maybe you can get a good the night's sleep. a little bit, maybe. Yeah. You know, we talked about how difficult that pregame nap would be today, too. So get your rest in yeah. uh, and put them back 
again, I mean, the Flames are going through a little bit of sickness. We saw Dylan Dubé miss the game tonight. He's he's under the weather a little yep. bit too, so you never know how that'll affect things. But And Pospisil's out for sure yeah, a few games, exactly. probably until the All-Star break, it looks like at this point. But you know what I love too? It's continuing this trend of uh, we've seen it all year. Guys on the farm performing well. Uh, yep. It was promised by Craig Conroy in the offseason that young guys would get their chance to, yep. to show what they have. And um, nice feather in the cap to, to play well down there, and they do get their chance here. And so far... They're all making the most of it. And uh, earned it in order to get that chance, yeah. which is uh, which is part of it, certainly. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's uh, park it there for tonight, uh, Saturday night, uh, spent inside the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, no place you'd rather be. The atmosphere was sensational all night long. And uh, unfortunately for the home side, the result uh, wasn't what they were looking for. But uh, it was uh, still a fun one for this man right here. Adam Klapka makes his NHL debut, the no-bucket solo lap. And... Uh, after that, they got his first NHL game in six minutes or so. Now as for the Calgary Flames, they now uh, look to turn the page and will do so on Tuesday night when they welcome the St. Louis Blues, the back half of this six-game homestand, games three through six starting Tuesday night against the Blues. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you Tuesday night.